Hello, everyone. Welcome back to How Come. My guest today is Buck Angel. How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna just. He is a world-renowned motivational speaker, pioneering filmmaker, human rights activist, and adult film star. He has starred in and produced award-winning films such as Sexing the Trans Man, Conversations with Trans Men, Mr. Angel, and Bucking the System, which have all been shown all over the world and now are used in more of an educational mm-hmm. way yeah. um, and educate people all around the world about trans male sexuality. Buck also made history as the first trans man to win Performer of the Year at AVN Awards. Crazy, huh? Crazy! <laughs> Wait, you didn't say the year. 2007. That's old school. That's old That's crazy. I know, and there has never been another trans man. There's been two nominated since 2007, only two, and no one trans man has ever won that Ridiculous. award. It's horrifying, and it actually upsets me a lot. It's uh, great. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I watched uh, Mr. Angel. I also mm, watched you. Conversations with Trans Men. Thank you. Both amazing films. They're all thank available you. on Amazon Prime. Yep. If you guys like want to go, if we don't do any of them justice in this conversation, <laughs> please go watch them too. Right on. They're great. Um, but yeah, in um, Mr. Angel, you were receiving your first AVN award yep. for, I think it was Trans Performer that of the That was my very first AVN award, Trans yeah. Performer of the Year, yeah. And you were like, I feel like a superstar. <laughs> I and I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. <laughs> I even cried. I'm no, not even kidding. I cried. Like, what a great moment. Yeah. yeah. And your wife was there. And, like, I feel like your wife is such an amazing... She's, a, she's like, not amazing. No? I'm going to cut you off. Oh. I got a divorce from her. She completely stole all my money. I mean, really, if you want to get into it, I could tell you the most... No. Hor- I'm, I'll start crying right now. Oh. Yeah, it was horrifying. Well, I was married to that woman for 10 years. She was my soulmate. You saw it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She turned around was stealing my money for two years and putting it in other bank accounts. And then she challenged my gender in court and said I was really a woman (gasps) and not a man in the United States court system. It was the first case of its kind. Yes. Just Google Buck Angel divorce. It was one of the biggest. I won the case. It was the first case in the history of the court system. That's a gap in my research. Oh, my God. It's okay. No, because I don't talk about it a lot because it hurts my feelings. Yeah, We need to talk about it. Yeah. It's four years and it still hurts my feelings. Well, now it makes because, I mean, she was so excited about your success. And now I'm like. Yeah, that wasn't about you at all. It no. was about her and yep. like what she could read the benefits. Oh my of. god, you're so smart, lady. Yeah, yeah, you see it, and it, it really. I, I can tell you, four years later, look at my skin. It's just, I, I can't believe yeah. somebody would do that to me. Oh I just god. can't even believe it today. Oh, I don't. So I can't even sorry. be in a relationship because of it. I can't. I haven't been in a relationship because I just feel scared. I mean, it's like the most yeah. betrayed you could ever be ever. by ever the your number one person in ever. your life ever. Ever. And she's a sociopath. I figured it out what it yeah. is. That's sociopathic behavior. Yeah. On such a level that it wrecked me beyond yeah. belief. And I'll tell you, prior to that, that woman helped me do so much in my life. She taught me many things. She, me and her, we're soulmates. We were. And I, I thought, oh, it's been around. We lived in a beautiful home in Mexico. We mm-hmm. just, we had everything. And we yeah. gave a lot to our community. And we were, but. I don't really know what happened to this day, except for she was putting my money in different bank accounts, stole everything, left Jesus. me with nothing. I left Mexico and gave her everything. I just needed to win that court case. That was the most important thing to me mm-hmm. was to win. Because if I didn't win that, it would have opened the door for every queer marriage, every gay marriage, every to be 
Totally. Dismantled. Totally. And I won it. And yeah. I put every ounce of my energy as an activist into winning that case. Well, everything that you do is for other people who already are told so many times, yes. like, you're not a legitimate yes. person. Your gender is not legitimate. Yes. Um, I mean, like, you were the first self-proclaimed man with a pussy. Totally. <laughs> my mom's so proud of me. <laughs> no, she is actually. <laughs> yeah, she was great on the dock, too. Your da- I mean, we can my get into dad. all this. Of course, your poor yeah. dad, too. But also, like, I feel like your dad was a pretty difficult figure. Understatement. But today, it, let me just tell you a real quick story. So yeah. I, for Christmas, my dad, my since I, when I was a kid, my dad had this awesome cowboy hat. And I just used to stare at my dad. And he mm-hmm. was, my dad's a handsome man, like kind of rugged, mm-hmm. you know, kind of Charlton Heston-y kind of way, like yeah. just cowboy man. And he was wearing a cowboy hat. And I used to look at it when I was 10 and I wanted that cowboy hat. And I want to look like my dad. He would never give me that cowboy hat. And last, this December, he pulled out the box. It's a Stetson, a real Stetson. Oh my God. And he said, this is, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm such a sensitive guy he gave me the hat he said son he said son this is for you i I know and it was like one of the most amazing things that ever happened to me i mean that's amazing but you also really see his journey like yes through your journey too like he was such a fucking like asshole for lack of a better term asshole asshole yep was physical with you guys which you said you were like ambivalent about which i thought was interesting yeah you know i i i, I made amends i made peace with it you yeah know? I, made, I, okay. I made peace with it i have to understand generational things mm-hmm. we all need to understand especially now as an elder right i'm not saying abuse is good no, no not at but all there, you were saying that like yeah. that's what happened to him and yes behavior is learned it's learned behavior yeah. and this is what we need to talk about my father came from very bad space he was just reenacting his space mm-hmm. today i have the most loving amazing relationship with my father i'm his son mm-hmm. we spend time at the gym we do man stuff together yeah and he doesn't have any issues with me anymore he why i show up that's why i show up every time i need to show up with him and i'm just yeah. like nope i'm not she i'm he dad Mm -hmm. until he finally got it didn't he kind of raise you guys like boys anyway yeah like so we're all dykes (laughs) yeah it's kind of nice to like be able to be the son he never had but always had yes kind of interesting right really cool yeah was he helpful through the breakup my parents were amazing. Yeah. They came and saved me, really. You know, yeah. I didn't have anything. I'll be honest with you, nothing, no money. I had like a hundred, she left a hundred bucks. She cut up all my what credit cards. She left, she stranded me. And I was in Oslo, Norway. She stranded me. It was insane. It was insane. I'm not even going to tell you everything. It's just insane. Google it. I was on TMZ. They were making fun of me on TMZ. And finally, I called TMZ. Uh-huh. I said, don't you dare make fun of me. You better bring me on live because this is actually deeper yeah. than you could ever even imagine. She yeah. is challenging my gender in the court united totally. states court system and the, the guy who does tmz mm-hmm. he's gay and i'm like shame on you mm-hmm. so he actually did he brought me on tmz and, oh, had, and had me talk about it good. so so it was you know a lot of things came out of that a lot of yeah. great things came out of that because i'm an activist and i put my emotional 100%. emotional stuff to the side and i just clicked into my activism yeah <laughs> yeah it's what saved like, me i'm gonna get a platform and tell all <laughs> totally these totally you know, my boyfriend's actually the one who told me about you oh because right he on watches a lot more porn than i do oh yeah right on and yeah i was i just found you so empowering because we were talking i had carly shortino on from uh-huh. slut ever oh she's awesome she's i love her amazing love her. and we yep. were talking about pussy power and how yep. that whole pussy power movement like alienated trans women who didn't necessarily have pussies but then yep. when i think about you i'm like 
But it does include all these trans men who also have pussies Thank and you. have been told that those are shameful. Thank you. And, you know, like, I personally grew up thinking vaginas were disgusting. We all did. That, right? Like We all did. I don't yeah. know any woman, honestly. Yeah. I don't know one single or vagina, or vagina owner, or owner person yeah. who ever said, I grew up with this empowerment, or, unless you had a hippie mom and dad or something. Yeah. But pretty much everyone who has a vagina was was Like a doula. Shamed. Like your mom yes. has to be a doula. <laughs> it's so <laughs> real. It's so real. It's so real. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I think about the flip side of that and like, you have such pussy power in a way that, and you are such a masculine man that it's like, whoa, I thought for whatever reason, by nature of having a vulva mm-hmm. that made you a less strong, less mm-hmm. capable, less right. assertive person. Isn't that a and horrible thought? And you flip that on its fucking head. I totally did. I'm all, motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel, um, I can't even tell you. It's I don't even want to use the word empower because that just doesn't even really cut it for mm. me. It doesn't feel, it's more than empowerment. Yeah. It is, I have been enlightened on some level. I'm telling you, I have been saved mm-hmm. for a reason. I know that. I have a totally. path that has been given to me that, yes. that, is so powerful. I can't even tell you. Like, yeah. I have no shame around my vagina. Zero, zero. Mm-hmm. I have such empowerment from it that it hurts on some level. Yeah. Because I see so many people struggle with their vagina. Not just trans men, but women. At, cis women. Totally. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, we have so many people who write in that are like, oh, my God, I've never even looked at it. Like, I never. think it, it must be disgusting. Never. And, like, what you don't know or what you're not looking at, like, what you're thinking of is much scarier. Yes. You know, like, get to know it. It's really nice. It's really weird that we have this idea that we cannot look at our vaginas or mm-hmm. we cannot touch our vaginas mm-hmm. or our vaginas smell or our vaginas are blah, blah, blah. All these things that are so not true. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I embraced something that I hated for the – and forever. Did I you hated really it. hate it? I hated it. Okay. I never wanted my vagina. I always wanted a penis. Okay. When I transitioned, I wanted a penis. Yeah. I wanted to be that man with the penis. Something – the universe saved me from getting that penis. Now, I'm not – I'm not anti-penis. Right. I am anti, not anti-penis surgery. I'm actually upset about how horrible it is. Well, it's not very advanced yet. It's not advanced. And that's the thing. We cannot be creating those kinds of things on, on young trans guys that Mm-mm. are not functioning or Mm-mm. they don't feel good about or they can't celebrate at the level I celebrate totally. my vagina. That's not okay. What's interesting is I feel like I've, I've talked to older people, especially when Caitlyn Jenner came out, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is so interesting to think about now, like how much later she came out versus you winning like the most illustrious award in porn. <laughs> and like it still wasn't really talked about until yep. it was on some fucking dumb reality totally. show. But when that happened, I was like, oh, that's why the Kardashians have been around. Yes. You know? Yes. But when that happened, I remember a lot of older people in my life were like, well, I actually know trans people and they all regret their surgeries or whatever. Like, Making it sound, which they might regret genital surgeries if they lose feeling and stuff. Of course that would be hard. But they don't regret feeling like a different gender or being a different gender. And that's like an argument that I, I used to get really annoyed at. Of course, people, here's the deal with the bottom surgery. I know guys who actually did not like their bottom surgery after they did it, and they wished they didn't do it. They will not talk about it. And so I said, it's your obligation to talk about why you Mm -hmm. don't like your bottom surgery so that we can actually fix it. I go out and talk about my vagina all the time so that you can actually embrace your vagina. It's not okay for me to find a space in the world 
world and be so happy and feel so accomplished and not share that again back to the world. That's called abundance, by the way. When mm. you get, you give. Mm-hmm. We're used to just taking in our, in our community, in our society, in the world. We just learn to take. You cannot take. Mm-hmm. When you're a success, you have to give back on whatever level that is. Totally. So there is bad surgery. There is good surgery. There are some people who like it. There are some people who hate it. It's a personal choice. What are the reasons that some people are unhappy with them that you know? It's non-functioning. They didn't like the way it came out. That's the number one reason why I didn't choose to get the bomb surgery. It's because I like sex. Right. And the thing that connected me to my vagina was masturbation and And sex. And vulvas are multi-orgasmic. But we're not taught that as men. But we're not taught that either. And even as men, trans men, we were so pushed into a space that said we have to have a dick if we we don't have a dick. We're not men. It's still that way in the trans community. Totally. Well, they I hate have... me. Many trans men hate me because I talk about my vagina. They hate me. Really? Yes, hate me. Like with a passion, they hate me. They think I have ruined it for all trans men. They think everyone thinks all trans men have vaginas. You see the narcissistic behavior there mm-hmm. that this community has created? It's all me, me, me. Well, my thing, when I think about trans people or people in general, if somebody's like, oh, is that a guy or a girl or whatever? <laughs> like what's in their pants or whatever? I'm always first like, do you intend to fuck them? Right. Like, do you want to fuck the person who's like serving us this meal? <laughs> and why like, do you care? And, th- and if not, like, why do you care? Exactly. Like, you shouldn't care. Exactly. So I think it, you're actually doing like a pretty big service to the community because, first of all, if these surgeries aren't safe, if they are going to make you desensitized, yeah. you need people telling you that. But also, you need people to accept a different type of body for the people who can't afford those surgeries. Oh my God, then there's that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, the, the, it's a... Pr- pr- I have... A privilege of being this person. I understand that 100% yeah. Yeah. because of my economic space. But I did create, I made, remember, I transitioned 23 years ago. With your top surgery. You think of your top surgery as the as transition. As my transition and okay. hormones. Hormones yeah. and top surgery okay. 23 years ago when nobody else was doing mm-hmm. it. Or very few people. In Los Angeles, I was the first guy yeah. to go to my top surgeon and my hormone. Both of them called me a guinea pig. Both of them said you're an experiment. Both of them had no idea what they were Whoa. doing. Yes, I was totally in a space of, uh, your top surgery surgery is like unbelievable the best i've ever seen because yeah. my doctor is a beverly hills surgeon mm-hmm. <laughs> he he i i i seeked him out and specifically he does he does surgery for gynecomastia mm. which is what cisgender men have they have boobs right yes. that's a male surgery so i yes. i looked for somebody who who was who was really versed in gynecomastia perfect because i thought and Very he said smart. i brought this surgery from belgium it was the yeah. keyhole incision and I was the first guy to have that from what this What is doc. it called? It's called the keyhole incident. Keyhole incident. So it goes right underneath your areola. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't have those big scars. Gotcha. Yeah. So he did it and it came out amazing. But wow, I took that's a good little 10 surgeons pig. would not touch me here. I went to 10. Whoa. They said, that's mutilation. We will not do that to you. I had to deal with all kinds of level of transphobia. Totally. I yep. mean, people already have enough issues with their doctors, especially yep. people with vaginas. Um, oh my God. And then there's there's that. I mean, I trying to go to the gynecologist 23 years ago. Right. Let me tell you a lot of stories. Oh people God. would not touch me. I sat into offices where I had an appointment and then I was the last one there hours, three hours. They come out and they're like, um, the doctor isn't really comfortable working on you. I said, oh, I sat fuck? here three hours or embarrassed. These women are looking at me like, yeah. who am I? I was humiliated. And I said, wow, shame on you. And she said, well, I'll do it. My, my sister's gay. And I'm like, 
But what does that what have does to that do with mean? me? You yeah. see that they totally, again, let, we could talk about so many things. Sex, ter, sex and gender, they mix those sexuality well, yeah, and gender. That's the thing too. When I was watching conversations with trans men, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you were asking a lot was um, how people identified before the surgery yeah. or before they transitioned versus yeah. after. Right. And a lot of people were thinking like, well, does this make me gay now? Like, <laughs> you know, and... Hilarious. Like... I don't even know how to answer that. I know, you're you're speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's such a, okay, but we really have to understand the rest of the world. We're advanced thinkers. Mm -hmm. We live in a space where we get to celebrate things. We get to try things. We never really discourage each other from doing Mm -hmm. it. The rest of the world can't do that. If a guy wants to have even have sex with a trans woman, it's a whole big deal. Like a cis guy, like, ah, it's like, no, it's, but they, people equate, gender and sexuality as the same thing they don't understand they're right. two different things my sexual my sexuality i'm bisexual it has nothing to do with me being a transgender mm-hmm. guy that's my gender although i did notice a lot of the trans men happen to be bisexual well then we can talk about that i did a whole series on that called mm-hmm. sexing the trans man and that is about right. guys who transition who their sexuality changed a lot almost 80 percent of the men that i have interviewed mm have transitioned and their sexuality transitioned along with it. Most of them were gay women, identified gay women, and right. now most of them are gay men. And you were a gay woman before. I was a gay woman before. Were you always, I mean, I know you didn't like your vagina, but were you I had sex with sexually it, in touch with it? No, not no, nowhere near where I am now. Mostly I was drunk or stoned or high on coke, and that was the only way I could mm-hmm. actually play with my vagina. If it wasn't stoned or high, I would wear clothes and mm-hmm. rub, you know, do stuff like that, just grind on you right. in the dark or whatever, because I couldn't really handle my body. Yeah. I would strap my boobs down. When they were, my boobs were like as big as my hand, you know, handful. They yeah. were not big, but they, to me, they were double D's. Model boobs. Yeah, they were like model boobs, totally. Yeah, little New York heroin <laughs> totally. chic model boobs. <laughs> and I was strapping them down with ace bandages, yeah. thinking everyone could see them. Yeah. You know, it's horrible what you have to go through as a, when you're not in the body that you totally. don't feel. That's why now I'm so naked everywhere I can go yeah. because it's such a celebration of a like space. I'm free. And never, I'm free. I'm yeah. free. It was interesting because you had a lot of the men take off their tops in the dock. And um, it was interesting for me to feel that my perception of breasts was changing even. Yes, great. Because I was like, oh, if I was looking at these on a woman, I think I would judge them in a different way. I don't know if it was harsher. I think it was harsher. I think we Of course it was because you're also a woman. Yeah, exactly. But then I'm like, oh, now I'm looking at it on a man and like these breasts that I normally would see as like saggy breasts or whatever, they have like nipple hair and like they belong to men. So I'm like a little more forgiving of them. And I'm like, oh, well, they should. They should go topless all the time. <laughs> exactly, right yeah. on. Yeah. No, thank you for saying yeah. that. that. That's really empowering for those guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, it, I don't know, it just changed my idea. Of, of breasts. Of breasts, yeah. Right? And, of everything. And I honestly hadn't really seen a ton of trans men naked before I was introduced to you. Thank you. And it's so important you see more of those guys. Yeah, but and also like because you don't realize that there are things that you could be attracted to that you didn't really realize. Thank you, my friend. Like one of my friends was watching one of the docs with me, and he's gay, and he's uh-huh. always talking about how disgusting vaginas are. And yeah, they always do. <laughs> and I was like, but look at Buck. I was like, isn't Buck hot? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, when you fuck Buck, and he was like, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, you know. And then I was like, see, like you could get 
adjusted to a vagina. I fuck all gay men. Yeah. And the thing that they always say is, am I straight now? Are you kidding? I go, are you kidding me? Look at me, dude. Yeah. I mean, I just fucked you. Yeah. <laughs> and like, did we just have a man experience? Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, they're okay with all of it. It's just their focus on the vagina is so focused mm-hmm. to female that they cannot, you know, and that's just the world. We've been taught females have vaginas and men have penises and both are, when we come out of, when we come out into the world, we're actually genderized by genitals. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, that is totally well, insanity. what are they going to do and be like, this one seems nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think we got to come to a space where, There's you criers know. There's and not criers. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you're a boy and you're a girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> totally. Well, I always say, like, I, I always hate when people call people, like, like dicks or pussies or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Even though I do it, too, because they it. have, like, a specific connotation. But I'm like. Right. Ugh, like being a little bitch is like associated <laughs> with being a woman, but like right. there are men who are total little bitches. Are you kidding? And women who've got big dick energy. Right and, on. You know, and everyone who's got everything. That's why it's good to mix it up like that. So like, yeah, a dude can be a bitch and it is a real fucking thing. Yeah. And a woman can be a big dick wearing motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to understand and it has that. nothing to do with their gender nothing. or their sexuality. Nothing. They're We're having people. the conversation, my friend, and the fact that you bring me on and have the conversation and your listeners might not even know who I am mm-hmm. will now have an experience that they never had before and they'll start totally. it will totally. I guarantee you I don't care who you are listening I don't care what your thing is I don't care what your sexuality is what your gender is your mind right now will start to change and think about what mm-hmm. does that mean a man with a vagina it makes you think about people differently too right on like and just like think of like I don't know the first time I saw a trans naked body. I was like, that's like a sphinx. <laughs> that's you know, cool. like, that's like, cool. a, like a griffin. <laughs> right you know? on. Like, yeah. It's like still fucking cool. Yep. Like if a griffin showed up, you wouldn't be like, you're not a real animal. Exactly. You'd be like, Sick, griffin's here. You're like badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <Exactly. laughs> that's the thing. Like just be proud of who you are, people. Mm-hmm. Don't worry if you don't have t- no arms and no legs. You'll figure out how to fucking roll around in here and get the fuck through the door. Yeah. Like, you cannot victimize yourself. I'm totally. telling you, it is so easy to victimize yourself. I don't care who you are or what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. You have options. Yeah. We have to start to teach people to stop feeling so shitty about themselves because other people tell them they're yeah. shitty. That's the problem is that yeah. we're not finding our own space and we're not, we, we don't seem to be confident enough to be in our own space space we're worried mm-hmm. well that's the thing too is if you're in a in, you're in a body of a gender that you don't feel like you're not going to be like trying to pleasure your genitals because no. you don't think they belong to you but like yes you've made such a great point of like being like this is a thing that can give me immense pleasure oh. why would i ignore it and one of the reasons i didn't get that penis surgery at that time was that it was a 50 50 chance of losing my orgasm i'm like i'm not first of all i'm not a gambler second <laughs> even one percent i wouldn't do it mm-hmm. it's not that important to me penises are overrated sorry to all the dudes out there but they're overrated yeah they're awesome and i have sex with them i love them they're great mm-hmm. but I don't understand this desire, especially my community still today when we just don't have the advanced technology mm-hmm. to do that. Why is that still such a 
big part of transitioning. And I don't want to yeah. in any way, shape, or form shame anybody from doing it. Or I just that's a question that I have. I am very respectful of everybody's choices, but I think we totally. need to have a bigger conversation as to why we have when a I've Freudian proven, penis envy thing. It, it just really like is. is it I really don't know is. where it came from yep. besides Freud. Yep. But like, yep. even when I discovered like what got me off and that it was like kind of like a suction thing, I was like, oh my god, it's like sucking my little penis. Totally, totally and I was is. so glad to have a little penis. <laughs> Right on. You know, and I, I guess I had to think of my vagina that way to like it, which kind of yes. sucks. Like Again. you should just like your vagina because it is like a little blessed creature. It is. It's like mine's a big blessed creature. Yeah, yours is <laughs> mine's a big a, blessed mine's creature. Mine's a gigantic monster. Well, yours looks like a little penis. Sometimes. It is a penis for sure now yeah. it is. And when you suck, when it gets sucked, it's sucked like a penis. Yeah. It totally goes from flaccid to erect. Yeah. It does all the things. I mean, and that's our, just because of hormones. That's only hormones. Yeah. The and only so surgery I had was it. chest, nothing else. Yeah. So- you obviously don't want to give up orgasms. Do you remember your first orgasm? Uh, as a man or as, as a woman? Anything. So I think your first one in life. So my first one in life was as a man for sure. A hundred percent I do. Uh, I was distanced from my vagina. My first year or so of my transition, mm-hmm. uh, things were happening, bodies changing, my smells so you changing. you never had an orgasm as a woman. I did, but it, I wouldn't count that as an orgasm. Interesting. Because I didn't really feel comfortable in my body. Okay. So I'm going to show you the difference. Yes. I had orgasms okay. as a woman, 100% I did. Mm-hmm. Even as a child, I was a big masturbator. Okay. I was kind of like an obsessive masturbator. Yeah. So I've been a sexual How person. Young? Oh my God, I can remember since the age of nine or 10. Nice. I, would, I had a tree that I, <laughs> I literally molested the tree in the backyard. It was amazing. It was my tree. It just had like really like smooth bark. <laughs> I'm writing my book right now. And this like my tree, my first lover was my tree. Touch this bark, honey. Touch all of this bark. Seriously. And it had a branch coming out and I would hang on the branch and wrap my legs around the, <laughs> the trunk and just do pull-ups on it, but rub my vagina against yeah. it. And I would come like a million times. Oh my God, that's my, amazing. And then there was, a, there became an indent in the, in the tree and my dad was doing the, he was in the back one day. He's like, what the hell happened, happened to this, this tree? tree? And I was just like, uh, that's called pussy power. Dad. Totally. I rubbed the <laughs> hell out of that tree. So those, I mean, so, so pretty much of my whole woman life, I had orgasms. I had les- lesbian lovers. I had all of that, yeah. but it never was connected to my mm. orgasm. Mm-hmm. Then as I became a man, I want to my penis, but I couldn't get the penis, but my sexual energy was so pumped up from the testosterone. Mm-hmm. It was insane. And I was hanging out with all these gay men and so much sexual energy but i was too scared to have sex with people or to yeah. even talk about it because we didn't talk about it back then sure there was no internet when i transitioned i mean there was nothing even talked about it when mm-hmm. i was yeah younger. we didn't have social we media or any yeah. of it right so i remember i was laying in bed and i started to masturbate mm-hmm. because i was alone and nobody was around so i was like very scared to do it but mm-hmm. i just put my hand down there and i started to rub and i was like oh my god and i started to envision things that were making me horny and hot and my fingers went inside of me mm-hmm. and i never was penetrated and i literally started to like fuck myself and rub my clit at the no same way. time and i had the most incredible orgasm i i mean honestly it was enlightening yeah. <laughs> that was my the heavens right there. parted that was it and I How said, I am never, then? I was 28. And I oh said, my God, I was 28 for my first one too. Right on. <laughs> Yay. And I said, that's it. I'm not getting rid of my, of my vagina. Yeah. I love my it's vagina. It's too special. It's too special. I had no idea. No way. And then I became an obsessive masturbator. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yep, it's totally. It's year of your life. Yep. <laughs> um, d- oh, how did you deal with your period? Like, I oh, mean. Oh, God. 
That was something for my whole life I hated. I didn't get my period until I was 16, which oh, is very right. late for very a woman, late, right? Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff probably because of my athletic. I yeah. didn't have any body fat. Yeah. I was, you know, really athletic, blah, blah, blah. So when I got it, it was horrifying, and I didn't know what to do, and I bled through my pants, and I would always bleed through my pants at school because I didn't know. We had Kotex back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think there was tampon, but I was too scared to stick it inside of me. Yeah. So, so we had these brick things that we would wear that were like bricks, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And then they would always move around and they smell everything about it was disgusting everything so of course I'm distanced from myself and it just made me feel horrified Talk to any trans kid today they're horrified by their Yeah, it's the thing that reminds you of being female constantly it is even as a cis female right having your period reminds you of being Female being disgusting, being inferior. <laughs> right. I think about Eve at the Garden of Eden. I'm like, why did you eat the fruit? <laughs> exactly. Now I have to fucking bleed through my pants. Like, horrible. <laughs> horrible. Um, horrible. Even yeah. women don't like to get their period. Like yeah, we don't like it. Because it's not fun and it doesn't feel good. There's many, there's just nothing good about it. Yeah. Nothing. I tried to embrace it as a woman. Everyone kept telling me, just embrace it. You'll be a, you can't embrace those cramps and that way you mm-hmm. feel and just like your PMS and everything about it is, is a nightmare. So then put a man in that space. So, and you know, now we're having trans guys with their period and it's like so. It's so fucked. It is because it's taking you in all directions. And um, when I started hormones, literally within one month of my first injection I, I stopped my period and I haven't had mm. it since but oh, I got man. atrophy that's a reason to transition for me oh no. my god are you kidding me it's <laughs> yeah. all about not having get a hysterectomy lady unless you're gonna have your unless you're gonna have babies yeah. rip that thing out yeah <laughs> but then I atrophied after 15 years of testosterone because again I'm a guinea pig nobody knew about long term use atrophy if you don't know is basically when estrogen gets taken out of your vagina and it becomes sort of like rock hard but my my um, uterus and my cervix fused together which created a petri dish inside I was having such insane cramps nobody knew what to do long story short it busted and I became septic and I almost (sighs) died and I was living in Mexico at the time and they were like oh my god and I'm like oh my god and they're like you almost died and we've never seen anything like this in our lives so they just had to take it out they had to rip my whole system out after three months of going on hardcore antibiotics because I was so sick from it long story short they wrote they're writing a paper about it for the medical journal because it was the first time they'd ever seen a vagina on long term use of testosterone and what happens to it so now I get to be the person who actually helps the younger generation not atrophy gut guess what tons of these kids are atrophying Mm -hmm. because nobody's listening yeah because nobody knows nobody knows and nobody's listening so i'm doing a bunch of new sort of health stuff for kids right now so they can take it to the gynecologist i know well you've been doing a lot more i mean you i feel like you started in the adult film industry i did yeah that's totally where i started 100 percent um and you've done a great job and everybody Thank can you. check out his porn. Um, <laughs> right but on. you've now really transitioned into educational yeah. speaking and yeah. awareness and stuff. Totally. And I noticed that you said your porn background kind of discredits you. A lot. At times. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And Dan Savage, who has been on this podcast, was saying that he's like, porn stars do such important work. Yeah. Like, 
and we need them in the moments that we want them. We're glorifying. We're really the, enjoying them. And then the second that we're done, we belittle them and we make we you know make fun of them or yeah. say that they're like not. It's the truth. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I can tell you that from my own life. Mm-hmm. People won't have me come and speak at certain universities because they they find out the faculty finds out I'm a porn star. I am not a porn star. Mm-hmm. Yes, I created myself. I created the genre of trans male porn. I moved through that, and mm-hmm. through that, I got a voice in sexual well oh, wellness, and through that, I started started to teach and then through that I just became a speaker and then now I'm just a human rights activist really totally. is what I am yeah. uh, if you want to just really put me in a, sh- in a, in a nutshell we have to put you in a box you gotta put me in a box and it's unbelievable though anytime porn porn is like the devil it's shocking. Yeah, it is. It's shocking. I mean, we've had porn. We're going to have more porn stars and we've had awesome. already porn stars on. But you think about the time it goes into porn, like it's mostly a film set and these people are doing like really incredible work that totally. you're benefiting from. Yes. So fucking. And chill. my work stands apart from most of the. And not, I think porn is one of the most important ways for mm-hmm. people to feel good about themselves. There's crappy porn. There's oh, embarrassing yeah. porn. Yeah. There's actually dangerous porn. Mm-hmm. There's all levels of porn, like mm-hmm. levels of every kind of situation of course we have idiots in the porn world yeah idiot asshole people who yes. rape women in our in our industry i'll tell you that right now 100 percent. it's is it gross getting any better oh no, no. it's horrifying oh, oh my god are you kidding me i talk about it all the time no 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 my friend just got raped on a set oh no. yeah no 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 it's not okay Everybody, all the guys are making fun as if it's oh no we're not okay with that we're making change Women yeah. get treated like dogs. I mean, not all. I don't want you to think it's the whole thing. Sure. There's great companies out there, great straight companies. Uh, but it's in the straight world, it's mostly a lot of disconnect between a the women and the men. Yeah, a lot. I mean, more than misogyny. Like rape. Horrible. Yeah, like just horrible shit. But in my particular stuff, I create my own, so I get to produce my own and mm-hmm. do my own. I really consider mine more of a sexual education totally. or porn because I, the way I do it by interviewing the guys first, mm-hmm. you get to know the guys, you kind of become personal with the guys, yeah. and then either they're masturbating or they're getting or having sex with another person. I bring you into their world. Mm-hmm. I don't just like throw their pussy in your face and be sure. like, my porn was like that yeah, because it was about creating a genre. And it's like back in the day, porn was about titles, you know, like Buck's Beaver and mm-hmm. Buckback Mountain and buck off and you know what I mean just like and mine were just straight up scenes of the UPS man knocking at the door or the pizza man yeah but, but as I realized no I want to create a more educational type porn totally that's what sex in the trans man is and that's why it blew up and that's why people were like but it's in all, it's in so many universities yeah so they actually have my porn in the Fucking universities Yale. it's insane unbelievable yeah, yeah they were they were really good to me but they and you said I, you didn't even finish high school is that I what it was and you're speaking school. at Yale I did not my parents are like wow how did Killing that happen it. yeah literally anybody's parents are being annoying they're like fuck you I'll no, end up at Yale in some capacity you will my friend you're a smart lady I oh, can tell oh thanks you are um but yeah so in sexing the trans men you were saying how a lot of people do change their sexuality when they're right. changing their yes. gender that was the big thing that i was nervous about when caitlin came out okay, i was right. like oh, what if she never loved chris Oh, that would have yeah. really upset me yeah. like if their relationship was a lie. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. No. Now, looking back on it no. and knowing everything I yeah. know, like I think at the time, like I'm going to cop up to it. Like I didn't know. I was yeah. very ignorant. I had never. So I assumed, OK, well, now she's a woman like. Right. Is she going to start going for guys? Does of course. This mean that she's always wanted guys and that like right. all of these women that she was with were beards or whatever. Right. And like that would break my heart. Right. But her just. Being a woman is so different. And it has nothing to do with her sexuality. Nope. 
See that? Yeah. But we are so boxed in. Even we are. We're mm-hmm. free thinkers. Mm-hmm. But even we get so boxed in with this idea that once you become a woman, that means also that you're going to like dudes. Or, right. So, so what was fascinated me was my own sexuality change mm-hmm. because I was just into women before my transition. I was a very butch woman. Mm-hmm. I only dated with mostly straight women, not mm-hmm. even gay women. Mm-hmm. So I had that kind of dynamic, very butch femme kind of old school way like yeah. that, you know, opening the door for the lady and all that kind of stuff. I'm totally that kind of butch woman. And your parents hated you Oh my you being God, my parents hated me as a lesbian. Ugh. I disconnected from them. They would not speak to me for many years. But, you know, I also had a lot of drug and alcohol problems. Right. I, I literally lived on the street right out behind that door really? right there. Yeah, I lived on the street for a while. I was, oh, it's prostituting. I was on crack. I was literally living underneath the bench, bench over there. Yeah. But I was like a little dude and I was picking up old, it was before my transition and I was picking up like old dudes would pull up their cars and go, Hey dude. And that's how I learned to prostitute. And I would get in the car and do a hand job or blow job for 20 bucks. Cause I could buy crack mm-hmm. cocaine. And I did that for like a month until I went home with a dude, which I should have never done. And he literally was going to chop me up into <gasps> pieces. It was horrifying. And I knew when I walked through the door, this is the biggest mistake I ever made in my whole life. Oh, he pushed me through the God. door and he goes, I know you're a girl and I'm going to fuck you. <gasps> and I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. Like, my brain just went, I'm dead. I don't know what survival mode. I ripped off my baseball cap. I ripped off my shirt. I ripped off my ace bandage. And I let him see my tits. Uh-huh. And then I just grabbed his cock. And I just started jacking off his cock. And he came. And then he became a totally different person. What? And I don't even know how I did that. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I... Went into weird, like, like <laughs> prostitute Whoa. survival mode. Yes. And then he said, let's do some Coke. And I was like, actually, dude, do you think you could take me back to the donut shop? I got sober from that moment on. Wow. Yep. From that moment on is when I got sober because I knew if I didn't get sober, I was going to die. Yeah. Yep. It was, oh, no, fuck it. I'm telling you, my life is so crazy. Like, the universe kept leading me in these spaces and, like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've also survived a number of suicide attempts yep. you used to cut. Yeah, um, I was a big cutter. That, like. Yep. It's amazing that you are still here, and there's it definitely is. a reason. A hundred. That's why I celebrate. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I don't care. You don't have to have the same amount of bullshit that happened to me. I don't care who you are, mm-hmm. but you have to learn to wake up in the morning and say thank you. People don't understand what a gift it is to wake the fuck up. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Your eyes open, and you're like, I'm awake today. I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Think about that. That is a gift. Yeah. Some people don't wake up healthy. Some people wake up with AIDS, and they have to fucking go mm-hmm. shit their fucking pants and like mm-hmm. take a million fucking vitamins. And if you're waking up every day, your ass better be fucking grateful for that because yeah. you are not celebrating. Totally. Celebrate the fact that you have. I'm I know. I have to remind myself all the time because I feel like I'm always like, ugh, like life is so hard. It's like, not that hard. It's not. Everyone, of course, and I'm not discounting whatever problems everybody has. Yeah. We all have monetary. We all have yeah. all the problems that are stressing us out today. I have them. You have them. But the, the thing that I want people to understand is this. If you don't put that over to the side, because that's just shit. Mm-hmm. Money will come to you. Things will come to mm-hmm. you. You have to believe that. Everything else you have control of, which mm-hmm. is the way you feel, yeah. how you interact with people, yeah. how you make yourself accessible. I mean, all those things you take care totally. of. Totally. I try and always think of like if I'm in those moments, like if I were a soul visiting from another planet or an alien yeah. or something and yeah. I was given like just today, like how would I treat that? Right on, And then like friend. the world's like a little more fun. <laughs> because it's accessible to you. It's yeah. too big because you're thinking about next week. Yeah. Which you don't have no control you over. Don't. But Other you can than be like, you know moment. what? 
donuts exist on this planet <laughs> totally. at this time. Let's but, do donuts. Exactly. Or right on. orgasm. Right on. Like, that makes things a lot better. Yeah, like sometimes when I get stressed out, I just stop everything and go to my bedroom and fucking jack off. I do that all the time. Yeah. It's a, it's a real big uh, stress reliever for totally. me. Totally. And it just makes me feel like, okay, I'm done. Now I can just like totally. go and stop thinking about this one thing that's killing me right now. Mm-hmm. So one of the... Th- oh, sirens. Good. There's a lot of. I think it's because it's raining in LA. And people can't drive. It's actually a thing. Yep, it's a real it's thing. It's wild. It's ridiculous. Like, it's I embarrassing. Can, yeah, I can drive in New York like through no matter what. And Me then too. I get to LA and I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? Like people, people are like this. driving into store windows. <laughs> people lose their minds. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. It's embarrassing. Oh my god! It's already four thirty. Oh my god! Fuck. Okay. See, I told you. Yeah. You're like, we're going to do it for an hour. I'm like, dude. Yeah, dude. yeah, You'll see. <laughs> I never mind having a longer one, though. I'm like, people good. will learn more. Of course. And if I'll always like put extras on Patreon. Yeah, or right. Or, you there know, you go. do that. Do that. Um, okay. So one of the most annoying parts to me about Mr. Angel, the documentary about you. Yes. Was your appearance on Tyra Banks. Oh, God. Tyra Banks had you on her show and initially she said it was going to be a segment about you and then you ended up being in a segment called Sexual Oddity. Oh, makes me so mad. Can you believe that? I couldn't. I know, me neither. I was shocked, actually, because they had been coming after me for five years, the Tyra Banks show, and I said, yeah. I'm not going on there as a freak. If you want to talk real about my porn yeah. and you want to respect me, we can do this. Yeah. Five years later, they brought me on. After two weeks of talk, you know how it works. Producers, mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. do the whole thing. We- I spent weeks, we're going to do this whole hour show on Buck Angel. Mm-hmm. I literally walk on stage and there's that sign right there. It says sexual oddities. And I look at the what producer, the I go, fuck? what the hell's going on right now? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. She- her face turned white. She got, and she literally pushed me on stage. And that was it. I, I actually got pushed on stage. And I was like, wow, you people are in for a big, sh- I'm, you know me, I'm the, I mean, I will fucking bulldoze you. You turned it around I, and you did like a lot of educating. Thank you, my which friend. Which great. Thank but, you. But I mean, like, what were the other sexual oddities? It was like cousins There were, pe- that were cousins dating. who fucked each other and had babies, like yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, like a lady with three tits or like whatever. Like, really? Right. Really? Which is... Fine, if you have three tits, of course. Or oh, it's like a circus show. What they were doing was making was a circus, making it a, a circus bearded show. lady, and all another yeah. one. Yeah, which like, is what the exact opposite of what you're trying to do, which is normalizing. Yes, being exactly. a trans person. They lied to me. They that's all that matters to me. Yeah. I don't care about any of that. They yeah. lied to me. So I was like pissed at Tyra. So I sat down. You saw. I yeah. sat down next to her, and my whole mind. I don't know if you could tell. My mind was thinking because mm-hmm. I thought there's going to be an opening where I'm going to fuck her up. Yeah. And that was the opening when she said, "I don't know." When I said, "Don't you like your vagina?" And she was like, "Huh?" She got her face just dropped. Right. She did not know what to say. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. I was pissed about that whole thing. I was pissed. Pissed and years later. <laughs> but what I realized was this: walking away from that. For first of all, after Tyra was super cool with me, mm-hmm. she was all flirty with me it was fucking hilarious okay but then i i became her her uh season five's most uh favorite show so i was her favorite show but this is what you have to understand that show is taped that's not a live show it's a taped show so she could have actually removed her crazy response Mm, but she but she kept it because she said 
that it was such an important segment mm. because she didn't even like her vagina. Oh That's my when God. I said, okay, you, you, I'm back on board with you, lady. You're fucking cool. She that changes how important- everything for everything. me, too. So she's actually cooler than, yeah. I, than I thought she was, and she realized how important our conversation yeah. was. Even though in the context of freakiness, we actually created something that really – showed women right. do not even the most beautiful amazing powerful tyra banks mm-hmm. does not like her vagina mm-hmm. and she realized how important that was as a woman through seeing wow this is a man who yep. wants to be himself wants to be masculine yep. but still values his vagina exactly well, i should maybe value mine and that's what she said she said i realized mm-hmm. what i had said on there and how important what buck said to me was and that i even didn't like my vagina and i was mm-hmm. like yes mm-hmm. the universe oh so cool see that how the universe you can find shit when your life is shitty look for the space to open up and figure out why it is and how you can change that situation for the better there's always an opening yeah there always is but we get so blocked by our own anger our own self-hate yeah we just can't see the opening but there's always an opening totally well i kind of wanted to address i get a lot of listener questions and uh people who want to try new things. There was a listener who wrote me and she said she's uh, attracted to a trans man and she's never hooked up with one before. And she's like, do you have any advice on how to do that? And I personally don't. Okay, right, 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 right. Um, and in the interviews, in conversations with trans men, mm-hmm. you were asking, like, are you comfortable with your breasts? And, what, and are you comfortable with people touching them? And why right. or why not? Or whatever. Right. And it seemed like Everyone was comfortable as long as the intention was Thank these you. are a man's breasts. Exactly. You totally heard him. Thank you for hearing them. Yeah. That's exactly it. All you have to do is treat a trans man like a man. Mm-hmm. That's it. But really what I'm going to tell you is we're all different. Mm-hmm. So coming to it, come to it like a person. Right. Come to it like you're going to date mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. How would you do that with a a cis man? Mm-hmm. How would you do it with a cis girl? You're mm-hmm. not going to be like, oh, well, they're a cis girl. I'm not really sure how to. No, you're going to let the sexual energy come into the room. Build. Build. Yeah, you're not going to go. Re- the guy's going to grab him by the pussy. Totally. Like, let me feel your pussy. For, like, like, start with kissing. There's just That's no- what I said to her. Totally. I was like, if you're attracted, start with kissing. Yes. You know, and then yes. like. Most trans men are shy. Yeah. I'm shy. Okay. That way. Yeah. Still am today. Yeah. I'm not the guy that's the aggressor. I'm aggressive. How old are you now? I'm 56. Okay. I'm aggressive once the sex gets started and Mm -hmm. I'm much more of a top and a daddy. But with that said, I'm in a space of, I would say much more like, I feel respectful if that makes sense. I don't want to be the guy that like jumps on the chick or, you know, it's different with two guys. It's different. But if I was to have sex with a woman or to just go on a date or Mm -hmm. I'm very much the guy that lets the woman kind of make the move Mm -hmm. because I feel like I don't want to be that guy that's too aggressive or that might be uncomfortable for the woman so for trans men I think a lot of us tend to be a little shyer and we don't want to be that kind of male energy Mm -hmm. so you might not get the guy coming on to you at first you might have to make that move or try to sit closer or let him guide you with his body yeah and always ask questions and that this is pertains to everybody yeah it's not just a trans thing totally so really when you're having sex or when you're meeting somebody or when you're going to have a connection you just have to let it be natural Mm -hmm. and if the, the sex if the kissing isn't happening then you make be the aggressor right you do it totally it's it's pretty simple like there's no yeah. way to do us we're just like you it's just people we're people yeah it's and not. like just like every 
woman's vagina is different. Every man's and some vagina women like might to, be different too. Right. And some women like to have their pussies licked and some don't. Some right. like to be penetrated. Some don't. Right. Just like us. Some right. of us like being penetrated. Some of us don't. Well, my friend Gina is trans and she was saying how she was hooking up with a woman once and she was trying to go down on her and treating her dick like it was a vagina. And she's yep. like, well, you can't just like lick my dick. Like it's still a dick. Like you have to treat it like a dick. Well, that she needs to tell her that. Exactly. Right, and she did. Yep. But like... Yep. You need to still do the things that are going to get the vulva the off, off, but treat it more like a mask, a All masculine it's, it's energy. Vagina. It's energy. Exactly. It's yeah. energy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw and started to fuck my vagina that you would feel like you were fucking a chick. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So even though it's still a vagina, mm-hmm. you're going to figure out it's natural. If, yeah. if you've never licked a vagina, I don't care who you are. The minute that vagina gets in your face, I guarantee you're going to figure out how to lick it, mm-hmm. eat it out, fuck it, because it's just a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Sex is natural. Yeah, we'll if you're attracted to the person that totally. you're with. Yeah, we'll figure, you'll figure it out. How it'll to... come all natural. Totally. We have so much emphasis on what to do. Mm-hmm. It's not about what to do. It's like what happens? How does it naturally yeah. come? Everyone's different when it comes to sex. Anyway, totally. We know that. Everyone. I don't like to necessarily have my nipples touch because they're very sensitive. But mm-hmm. then if I get really deep into it, then maybe you can kind of do it. Mm-hmm. So you see there's roads and valleys and places to go. and. Mm-hmm toys to play with <laughs> well you also made the big decision and you said this in um mr angel you were like i was i mean you were verifiably a model mm-hmm. and you uh quote unquote gave up being a beautiful girl in order to be yourself on, on some level yeah whatever that I mean, right because i never felt like a beautiful girl but that's all i ever heard yeah and, and that you was were. horrifying you were that's like hearing stunning yeah. <laughs> but that's like hearing you know that's like hearing you're an ugly girl to me you know what I mean like, or to a woman who really wants to be a beautiful girl mm. like it's the opposite when I kept hearing you're beautiful I, it, it made me feel sick yeah it made me want to drink more alcohol but you wanna... were like a hot young boy too so I don't understand why anyone would say that like because when I got makeup on and stuff you know it was during the androgyny movement I was really part of that yeah. whole androgyny yeah. thing like I had the opportunity to seriously you're like, like a slippery slope for people <laughs> yeah, <totally>. <laughs> <laughs> right Right on. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like, we're not sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, am fuck. I, I want to fuck you. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I get it all the what time. What do I do? I I mean, what, what does that make me? Yeah. What does that make me? Yeah. What does like, that make you? I think that's what people have such an issue with trans people is, is they're looking at you and it then and they got a tingle or something and then it's like, <gasps> What does that make me? It's all about them. See? Again, yeah. what I told you earlier. Everything is so fucking narcissistic now. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything other than like, oh my God, does that make me gay? Oh my God. No. Yeah. It makes you attracted to a person. Yeah. It doesn't matter the gender. When you really need to get off of this gender. Th- I mean, I believe in gender. That's one thing I want you to know. I, I do believe in bodies. Gender- I believe in science and I believe vaginas yes. work certain ways and me penises too. work certain ways. And exactly. we should know about them because they are our bodies. But I don't know why we have to assign gender... Well, because gender is real. I do. I will tell you, I believe gender is real, okay. but I don't think it should be necessarily determined by our genitals. Mm-hmm. Though you can't have a spectrum without a beginning and an totally. end. So we do have male and female. I do believe that. But I'm not sure how we need to handle this because I think the problem is we are stamping people at too early of an age mm-hmm. and saying they're a male and female when they might not be. I was mm-hmm. clearly not a female. Yeah. They assigned my female because of my vagina. Yeah. But my vagina is still on me and I'm a man. Yeah. So uh, there has to be some way that we can recreate this idea of gender. Maybe mm-hmm. just let people pick their gender, right? What age do you think people know? 
I would say I started knowing, you know, I don't have a memory of a real, real young person. I mm-hmm. just don't. My Most of my memories come around nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was clearly a lot of abuse for me when I was a younger kid. But right. uh, that said, I, my most of my memories come from nine. And I'll never, ever, ever remember myself ever thinking of myself as a girl. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. That's yeah. most of my problems as a person in my life was always wanting to be a boy but a girl. Yeah. It was everything that reason I didn't graduate totally. school, why I was a horrible student, why I was a loner, mm-hmm. why I was shy. They called me shy. That wasn't shy. I was mm-hmm. withdrawn yeah. and freaked out. Yeah. But they call that shy, right? Back right. In the day. I was a tomboy mm-hmm. and then I would grow out of it mm-hmm. because we didn't talk about trans kids back in the day. I mean, Nobody knew. Nobody I mean, knew. not nobody knew, but... They like, didn't. I, I've, I've said this probably a million times, but just the way that our grandparents are like, oh, there are so many gay people now. It's <laughs> totally. like there were gay people back then, yes. too. It's just nobody talked about yes. it. Like there have been trans people in so many different societies around the world, we're like everywhere. for millennia. Hello? Like the cavemen were trans. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. We were always looked at as, you know, two indigenous tribe, like indigenous Native American tri- tribes. Everything. Like, yeah. Everything. But, you know, Christianity wiped that out. And no offense to any Christians out there. I'm totally not against Christianity. What I'm against is organized religion. I believe in Jesus. He was a fucking cool-ass guy. He was a stoner dude. Oh, He was a human rights activist. Oh, we have a whole episode last season about Christianity and what the Bible actually, like, What it actually says. Jesus was down. He was down. Yeah. (laughs) He is not not having what's happening right now. Yeah, no, he was down for abortion. He was down for all of it. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this was one. I don't know if this was your story mm. or someone that you were interviewing, but someone had body dysphoria. Um, and he was saying how he can feel that someone was fucking him like a woman instead of oh, right. like a man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that he was laying with his partner and he was looking at his body and he thought the way that he was laying was yes, too Yes, I remember that. Yes. Or whatever. And I had a similar situation where... I was with my 10th grade boyfriend mm-hmm. and we were laying and he had his leg on top of my leg mm-hmm. and I instantly got grossed out because I was like, ew, he's the girl. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. And I never think, but like, why is, uh, I, No, but it's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is so deep that we have these, just somebody putting their leg across you can actually mm-hmm. induce a feeling of uncomfortableness that has to do with Gender roles. Yeah. How insane is that? Like, he didn't do anything wrong. He was probably just trying to show me affection or whatever. Of course he was. Of course. Yeah. No, it's all that. But I I got like the heebie jeebies because I'm like, ew, he's a girl. Because it felt too feminine what? for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like girls totally. are great, Remy. Don't judge yeah. girls. <laughs> right on. Yeah. This is a girl with a penis. How do you not love him? <laughs> but you see, we all have this like stuff that we have to deal yeah. with that really, and so trans men. There's a lot of that dysphoria around. Am I am I am I sitting like a woman right now, or am I sitting like a man right now? Like that's why I do a lot of that man sitting shit. I do a lot of this. Oh, you do. It's learned behavior. No, totally. I uh, always sit like this. Uh, like uh, uh, uh. it's totally learned behavior yeah. because I when I was a girl, I sat like this mm. because it's masculine to sat like to sit like. And this. you tried to pee like a boy. I pee like a boy today. You do. <laughs> I still, no, I sit now. Fuck it. I'm not yeah, I was like, that's too much No way. Work. Sitting. I'm, so many men sit. Are you so kidding? So many men sit. That's just a bullshit this thing. thing is, yeah, when you start living with a guy, yes. like gay or straight whatever, or whatever, they sit. if they're tired, especially they're hungover, whatever, yes. they're sitting. Of course, and that's what I have to keep telling these trans kids who have these things called pack and peas or uh-huh. like pee things. I go, those aren't sanitary kids. Yeah. And it's gross and like you're just peeing. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. 
Like, like stop trying to adjust your body to like make other people comfortable. That's exactly what it is, my friend. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Just it's like, not for them. It's for the outside it world. Be, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to talk to these kids. They're, I'm doing it. They're, they're hearing are. me. Yeah. They're hearing me. They are. Slowly, They have slowly. to see an old man like me who's grumpy and over shit. Because, <laughs> seriously, because then they get to be like, okay, I see. Trampa doesn't do it. I cannot do it. That's fucking cool. They say that to me all the time. Yeah. I'm like, just walk the world like you fucking own it, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never heard about binders before okay. your films either, right. which are the things that keep men's breasts right. down. Down. So you look like you have a chest. Yes. Yeah, totally. That is an uncomfortable thing. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, so I know. So it's called a binder, and it pushes the guy's chest down. But what happens is you can't wear it a lot because kids are getting their their ribs crushed. And they're actually having, like, just whatever movement or some shit, and it's crushing their ribs. Yeah, something like that. It's like, really? We're doing this to our kids. This is not okay. Now, oh, my God, they're doing surgeries on these kids now, and they're charging extra for nipples. So the kids aren't getting their nipples put on. What? Oh my god. Oh my god. I like I'm what? actually real. This is real. So, kids are having top surgery is what uh-huh. we call it when you remove your breast. Right. Is the nipple part of the breast? Yes. Thank you. The surgeons are so money hungry that they are actually telling these kids that your nipples can be put back on but they're going to be charged <gasps> extra because that's cosmetic surgery. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Trampa is best. No, I'm uh, I'm doing a whole thing on this because I'm looking at these kids and I writing them like, why don't you have your nipples? And they're like, well, the doctor was going to charge me three thousand dollars more, and I don't have it. I'm like, no, that's a right. You have a right to your nipples. Yeah. How how? So now we have all these young trans kids running around with no nipples. Is it's real? I'm going to send you the Instagrams. So yeah. You're going to freak out. Also, though, when, when you do have a successful top surgery, do you keep the sensitivity in your nipples? So it depends on your surgery. I had keyhole, which mm-hmm. just meant I cut underneath my areola. Right. My surgeon actually snipped my nipples off Ooh, no. so that they would grow back and look more masculine, which was a brilliant idea. Okay. He experimented Wait, with they me. they grew back? Yeah, they did. What do you mean? They, they grew back flat like men's nipples. So, you know, women's nipples and men's nipples are totally different. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah. So I, I had woman nipples, which are a little bit higher and fatter, and uh-huh. they just look feminine. So I, he just fucking took scissors when during surgery. It's so gross. And he just snipped them off. But what about the middle part of the nipple? So no, it, it stayed. But what happened is this is flat now. And one of them I got pierced. So it actually made the nipple grow bigger. Mm. But it, it made it look more masculine, which is what I wanted. I wanted masculinization. Totally. So, but some kids get their nipple totally taken off because their breasts are bigger. So they have to have a different kind of surgery, which is the kind that cuts underneath, underneath the breast. Underneath, and yes. then you have the line. And then you have the line, and then the, it heals flat. But then you put the nipple back on, and then the nipple can have sensation or no sensation because you're cutting through you know, uh, what, what, nerve endings. Mm. And we know how sensitive nerve endings can grow back or not grow back. So it depends on the person. It depends. Yeah. Yeah. And the surgeon. And the surgeon, most definitely. Yeah. But, you know, they're mutilating our, our kids out there for the, for the only sheer fact of making more money. That's it. We've become sort of like I a commodity. I can't believe it's like nipples. It's optional. disgusting. Not even nipples optional. Like nipples are extra. That is not Nipples a- and guac should not be extra. Oh my God. It makes me so angry because these are young kids. Yeah. These are 20 year old kids who are too shy to talk about it or too shy mm-hmm. to say to the doctor, go fuck yourself. 
So that's they're what, just going to end up with no nipples. With no nipples. There's a bigger message in this. Are they trying to make us look like freaks now so that they can actually make us stand apart from the rest of the world? Like, who knows? Do you know, are there any great trans doctors in the space? Oh, my are God. There's tons okay, of great, great doctors. Tons. Okay. I, I, no, but I'm saying that are trans themselves. Oh, no. We have very few. Mm. We're, we're, we're working on I think on that. that would we're be working a on great. That. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There are uh, maybe a handful of us. But now we're work- I'm really trying to get the kids to start going to medical school. And yeah. like, it's like, that's what you kids need to yeah. do. If you're gay and you would prefer to have a gay, especially if totally. you're like, go- you want to have a gay doctor. He totally. understands you more. You get it. It's like, you. sometimes that's why women want a, women do- a mm-hmm. woman doctor. Well, when we were talking to Dan Savage, too, he was saying about the It Gets Better mm-hmm. project. Right, right. Like, it's parents that those kids don't have because a gay kid's not going to have right. gay parents necessarily. Right. Whereas, like, um, a Jewish kid would have Jewish parents right, and they can exactly. relate or whatever. Like yes. it, it's, it would be easier. Yeah. To have a doctor that understands you and has that, that, that compassion, that compassion. I, of course you want your family with you. Yeah. And a great bedside manner. And speaking oh, of God. bedside manners, <laughs> what? Ooh, <laughs> my Helix mattress. Ah. Have you ever seen a Helix mattress? No. Do you know about them? They're amazing. I, I always talk about how I love watching their unboxing videos. And if you guys use our code to get a Helix mattress, please send in an unboxing video and we'll repost it. A and great idea. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, my mattress needed a new one because I soaked through both of mine and Ben's you. mattress. Um, sorry. I love you. Um, so if you need a new mattress after squirting or whatever you're doing, um, go to helixsleep.com slash howcome. They have a two-minute sleep quiz that matches you to your perfect mattress based on your body type and your sleep preferences. Um, and if you are in a couple, it'll ask you your partner's body type and their sleep preferences, which is very considerate. Um, the mattresses are customized to your unique needs. No more compromising on a mattress that wasn't designed to work for you. They have a 10-year warranty, and you can try your mattress for 100 nights risk-free, and they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I know you will because I fell asleep in Charlotte's bed and didn't have nightmares. <laughs> who who would believe? Um, so what you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash howcome, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to the best mattress ever. It'll give you the best sleep of your life. Um, right now, Helix is offering up to $125 off of all mattress orders. Um, so to get up to $125 off, go to helixsleep.com dot com slash how come again that's helixsleep.com slash how come for up to $125 off your mattress order love it right on yeah <laughs> I and, squirt yeah do you squirt yeah I love it oh my god it feels Wait, so amazing did you squirt for the first time as a man as a man as yeah a man. so all of your real sex that we're counting talking. all of it has been yeah, as a man happened as a man but wait, wait, you said you ruined the Helix mattress. Oh, no, I didn't ruin the Helix. I ruined my other mattress. Oh, your other mattress. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... A big stain. Big stain. <laughs> yeah. But that's good. I love stains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of nasty. It's like, ugh, do I... <laughs> Do I want to come and then do laundry? I don't I know. know. Totally. I don't know. <laughs> but you don't know. It's like, oh, it's okay. Don't you have a little plastic sheets underneath there? I should get some. You should. Those yeah. are amazing. I have one of those. Okay. They rule. When was the first time you squirted? Uh, actually, the first time I squirted was about a year into my transition or so after I started masturbating. Then I got a girlfriend and then mm-hmm. we had crazy, crazy sex. And then I let her fuck me with her fingers. Okay. And that's how I squirted. Wow. Yeah. With, my, with internal. fingers. Internal. Yeah, internal. So like, like it just went every, no, it was like, 
every I couldn't believe it. It wouldn't stop. It's amazing. It was so insane. And you know Water that park. feeling. Oh my god, that feeling is amazing. Yeah, it's really something like you can't you can't describe. No, I think I cried actually. Yeah. Oh, I, I cried after my first yeah, orgasm. I think I and cried. I squirted after my yeah. yeah, there's just a lot of water. So just so wet. I couldn't. I was like, I thought I peed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what is that? I know. What are you? It's beautiful. Do? We it have is. to teach more women to squirt. I know. Um. So, you were transsexual porn former of the year. Mm-hmm. You had a feminist award mm-hmm. in porn, mm-hmm. and you also had the most outrageous sex scene. I forgot about that. What I was did. that? The most outrageous sex scene was the first ever. Mm-hmm. In the history of pornography, mm-hmm. a transgender man and a transgender woman, a transsexual man and a transsexual woman. Ah. That was my scene with Alana Starr. And I'll never, if we did that, gosh, maybe 20 years ago. Well, I started porn 20 years ago. Uh-huh. And I think it was maybe three years into that. So it was like that many. And we got, uh, we didn't win. We were nominated. I, how did we didn't win? I don't understand. Well, because. We, now that I'm thinking, I'm like, that's not even that. Out- I mean, I guess back in the day, back it was. in the day, it was out. The cameraman yes. stopped filming Whoa. and said, "Buck, no offense, dude, but I've been filming porn for over thirty years, uh-huh. and you just blew my mind." Oh <laughs> he my goes, "Because from down here, you know, I'm coming down, and there's a man, mm-hmm. and I'm coming down, and there's a woman, and he goes, but then there's a penis and a vagina, but they're on the opposite sides." <laughs> Like bizarre. It was porn. awesome. I love that. It was awesome. So see, I did that kind of porn back yeah. in the day that you would consider clown porn or circus porn, but I had to. There was no other way for yeah. me to sort of break into doing mm-hmm. things without doing scenes mm-hmm. like that. Totally. And um, even though me and her didn't feel freakish, you know, the context of it was like we were just like hanging out, and she spotted me, and she thought I was hot, and mm-hmm. we started fucking, and she was like, "But I'm a woman with a with a with a." With a dick and i'm like well really i'm a man with a vagina yeah, let's start a family <laughs> it was hilarious i actually have a friend whose brother is trans and he's married to a trans woman mm-hmm. and neither of them have their genitals swapped and they've been pregnant three times right on kids. beautiful and so i think that's like Love one of it. those things that can happen when you are proud of yes. what you've already been given yes. and that doesn't really dictate your gender like nope yeah, you can wear diff- your, the clothes that make you feel comfortable. But, like, d- try to sort that stuff out before, like, mutilating your body. And I, <sighs> and I loved what you said, too, about how um, making your own money to get your surgeries yes. is a great first step. Because God, these kids. you're building up so much time thinking about it, thinking if it's worth it, saving Thank you, up. My friend. And then becoming independent so that, like, when you do it, like... It's yours. It's yours. Yeah. Um, do you, are you loving the fact that um, sex toys now are less genital looking, genital centric? Like, I feel like I grew up with all like penis right. looking. Of course. Yes. Things. Yes. Like, do you think that's helpful to the 100%. trans hundred percent. Yeah. yeah but we, we, uh, not I only, you know, do. I created the world's first trans male sex toy. Oh, yes. I created the Buck Off, which has never existed, and no sex toy company would help me create that. You know that. For five or more years, nobody would touch it until mm-hmm. I got to this company called Perfect Fit, and they were like, dude, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, 
that became one of the fastest selling sex toys on the market. What is the buck off? The buck off is a map. I brought you a gift here. I'll Shut up. Yeah. So, so I created the buck off, which basically slides over top of the clitoris, which uh-huh. grows to about the size of my thumb. Uh-huh. So imagine your thumb yeah. erect. And what it does is it slides, you know, like a cisgender man stroker. Mm-hmm. If a stroker fits over the yeah. penis and you just, yeah. it's the exact same idea, but for a tiny little penis. So I can use it. So, so after I created that, which is my signature toy, right? Uh-huh. Because I have a gigantic clitoris. Yeah. But what happened is there's a lot of trans men out there and gender non-binary mm-hmm. and gender non-conforming and gender queer, whatever. They don't take testosterone, so they don't have an enlarged mm-hmm. clitoris. So I had to create a second toy called the Kiss X. Uh-huh. And the Kiss X is the same thing that the that the buck off does, but it's for basically everyone else who has a wow. vagina or a smaller. That's what I brought you, the Kiss wow. X, which I'll show you right oh now. Oh, my God. I can't wait. And so I can't I had, wait, I, as I like to say. I am so lucky. I'm telling you. The fact that I'm the one who got to create this, and now I have you a whole are. line. I have I'm a lucky whole line I get of, to receive it. So you're going to have to tell me how you like it, though. This is the Kiss X. Oh, my God. I can't so it's a, it's a so hand exciting. masturbator and it you know you have to play with it it doesn't yeah, just like work right away people get all like fuck i can't figure it out i'm like sit with yourself yeah you're not in a rush yeah enjoy smoke the journey. some weed and yeah. like get your partner and like play the other cool thing about that is you uh well my buck off mostly is you can stick it over the top of the head of a cock uh. and jack off the head of the cock and oh, I, cool. I call that the knob polisher yeah and this i use the kiss x more than i use the buck off because it's tighter around my clitoris so mm. i you can actually stretch it so big and maybe even try it on your boyfriend's cock cool. and see how he likes that oh and i brought you another present too. i love things for sharing i also created the world's first all natural erection drink with Ooh, CBD. Huge, amazing. big seller. The buckshot. It's called the buckshot. And that is all natural erection drink that kicks ass. Erections for both? Yep. Great. Yep, for everyone. But yeah, right there, I marketed that one to male, but I'm redoing the label so that women and men can, or everyone. Can Unreal. Use it. It'll give your clit, clitoris a tiny little hard on, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just going to make you, and it gives all penises hard on. Yay. <laughs> but oh you can God. only drink half of that, or I would drink a quarter of okay. it, maybe. I tell men to drink. Or people have penises to yeah. drink a half of it. Yeah. And then they get pretty much a boner for like four hours. I'm about to have a really fun few weeks. Yeah, you are. Um, you also started a dating site. Or, I sure did. Many years ago. It's it, called Buck Angel Dating. Is it a site or is it an app? No, it's a it's site. It's a site. Yeah, yeah it's okay. way before the apps came out. So it's been around for a long yeah. time. And it was mostly, it's not so much for me to make a shit ton of money on. No. It's more about a service for my community. Yeah. Because it is hard to date. Mm-hmm. And then you go on the scruff and you go on and you go on Grindr and you mm-hmm. go on Tinder and you get your ass fucking reamed by people because they don't understand trans right. people. They and talk like, shit to you. Why are you even fucking Oh my God, here? that's horrible behavior and yeah. it's not okay. And I don't want to see my community being like, you yeah. know, slammed just because they want to have sex. Totally. It's horrible. You want a safe little space yes. where you know people are down and people are down for people pleasure. like me oh yeah. my god i get so abused on so many of those sites i just stopped going it's like ridiculous like or they just want to fuck me to try it or whatever and it's like right. well you can do that that that's that that costs money sure on 100 percent, you can try me out my friend yeah. this is my fee mm-hmm. i take paypal and venmo mm-hmm. not a problem just so you know okay. I, anyone can try me out but that's that's going to be a business transaction mm-hmm. but if you're going to date or we're going to go on a sex thing no you're not going to call me names and you're not going to try me out yeah you don't have to open yourself up nope, to that like i will not do that that's abuse. why i masturbate <laughs> exactly yeah you can get yourself <laughs> i can abuse myself 100 <laughs> percent. i used to have a joke that was uh People with self-esteem problems don't masturbate. We hate fuck ourselves. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's a good t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so maybe real. I'll put on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Um, one final thing I wanted to talk about with you was um, you were talking about in uh, conversations with trans men disclosing 
mm, genitalia thank before you. you have sex. Oh, I love you. Thank you. And you were asking, like, at what point do you do that? Like, yeah. what at what point do you think it's someone's responsibility? Kind always. Of? Always? I'll say it always. Look, look. if you have HIV or STD or mm-hmm. something like that, is it your responsibility to disclose that to your partner? Definitely. 100%. Yeah. When do you do it? Uh, after we're kissing. Okay. But you do do it. Like... When there's I mean, going to be some genital, have, yeah. but you believe in doing it every time. Yeah, or, or you're gonna even, have contact. even if I'm not on the pill or something. Okay, right. But like you're going to do it. The second we think we're going to have sex or something, I'm like, we need to do something you about it. You have them. to talk yeah, about it. Right. It's the same thing when it comes to your genitals. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, if I walk into a room and me and you meet each other, and you see me, you're going to think I have the biggest dick in the world. Yep. So I don't have the biggest dick in the world. And I know that I know it, but mm-hmm. I know you don't know it. Yeah. So if I go home with you right now, I already know that you're thinking I'm going to fucking bang you with my big dick. Yeah. And how f- fucked up is that for me not to be honest to you and also to myself? Mm-hmm. Because what I'm doing is putting myself in a not only dangerous situation, but also a situation where I'm not feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. So on some level, it's also for my own self-esteem, but it's also to respect you and your choice. Yeah. How can you make an informed choice if you don't know, if you don't have informed if you don't have information. Okay, so for how long, like, so, this so we walk into me. a room. This is only me saying that. Many people don't disclose, and they fight me on it all the time. Okay. My community fights me on it all the time. Okay. They say I'm victim blaming. They say that it's not their responsibility to disclose. I highly disagree with that. Mm-hmm. It's only my opinion. Okay. And I will tell people right now, you will put yourself in a bad space if you go home with somebody and you don't disclose the situation that could be actually causing a bad situation. Yeah. So Specifically, my vagina could actually cause a bad situation. Mm -hmm. If I go home with some dude and he thinks I have a dick Mm -hmm. and I don't, what happens a lot of times to trans women is they get beat up. Yeah. And that's not victim blaming. Mm -hmm. That is a reality. Mm -hmm. That is saying that that could have been totally prevented Mm -hmm. if we had the discussion. Yeah. So the same thing is I'm going to tell you if I had sex with you and you have HIV and you didn't tell me, I'm telling you I'm going to be pissed right now. Right. Of course I am. Yeah. So when does it come? Or That's your judgment. You mm. need to figure that mm-hmm. out. For me, it's always the minute I know there's going to be sex. Yeah. I would say it's like the minute you know that there's a sexual attraction. Always. Or but something. It, not like if dating. If say, hi, Remy. Hi, Buck. You don't need to tell me nope. or whatever. But if I'm like, yep. hey. <laughs> let's go fuck. If you said to me, let's yeah. go fuck, I would You'd immediately like, say, okay, yeah. cool. So a right little bit about me. Yep. Exactly what yeah. I would do. I was exactly what I And I don't feel... To me, that's hot. Yeah. To me, that's hot that's and like sexy. letting you into the world. Yes. Like, yeah. So this is going to be a little something that you yes. weren't expecting. It doesn't have to be d- that you're coming from a space of feeling bad about yourself. Yeah. That's what trans people think. Yeah. They think it's a space of coming... No, it's a space of empowerment. Well, it also gives the other person time to be better equipped. Like, say, like, we're flirting or whatever yeah. and I want to hook up, but yeah. I've never gone down on a vagina before. Exactly. Like... I'm going to want to go home, read yep. She Comes First by Dr. Ian Kern. <laughs> right <on>. <laughs> figure it out. You know? Figure it out. Yeah. But you can't make an informed choice without being informed. That's yeah. like ridiculous. Totally. And I think it's really insulting to our to our community and for us to not be so empowered by our own self that we can't disclose. Mm-hmm. People don't know, especially people who are passing. Mm-hmm. People don't know that I have a vagina. Right. Unless they know who I am. And so, yeah. of course, that's the whole point. I don't want people to know. Yeah. 
until I tell them. And so, yeah. of course, I can't expect you to think I have some gigantic cock when I don't. Right. And if you're already thinking that in your mind, we're not going to have good sex. Totally. Because you're all the whole time going to be like, this is weird. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe you didn't tell me. I mean, I would be weirded out on my own. I would be totally weirded out. Yeah. I mean, it's not a weird thing. It's just that you make it a weird thing when you hide it. My mom was a nurse in a hospital before she had all of her kids. And uh-huh. one time there was a guy who came in and she was cleaning him off and she takes off one of his boots and he's got no foot. Oh, wow. Equally shocking. Yeah. You know, totally. <laughs> it's just like, totally. why didn't you tell me you didn't have why a didn't foot? You, tell me you, didn't have a foot? <laughs> you know, totally. like now I have this shocked look on my face where I don't even care that you don't have a foot. It doesn't I know. affect my life. But see, if he would have said, if he would have said it, it would have been better. I swear to God. It's yeah. like a real fucking thing. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun. Right on, my it's friend. It's such an honor to have had you on this podcast. Thank you. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you, find all of your work? Oh, yeah, right find on. Find you on the internet. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I'm so easy to find. Buckangel.com, mm-hmm. Instagram, Buckangel, Twitter, Buckangel, uh, Facebook, official Buckangel. Okay. Everywhere. Perfect. Thank you. Um, And you can see your movies on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got on Amazon Prime. I fought for a year to get them on there. I know. Thank you so much. I feel feel so proud of myself. I know. I'm so proud of you, too. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I have to ask this at the end of every episode, at the end of every sexual experience, which this Mm -hmm. has been, because I'm a courteous host. Right on. Uh, Buck, did you finish? Always. Are you kidding me? I'm a pig. Amazing. (laughs) I'm not leaving until I finish. around in shit. (laughs) Um, okay, well, I finished too. Charlotte's <laughs> not here to ask me. Um, if you want to head over to Patreon, we've got some really great extras. Patreon.com slash how come. Um, this has been so much fun. Thank right you on. for coming. No, thank you for coming. Oh, great. <laughs> and we'll see you next time on yeah. How Come. Bye. Bye. It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know. When you go all the way from A right down to O Oh no I think that I've still got a ways to go Oh oh I'm sick of this and I have got to know How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna just.